You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. This morning, let's read Genesis 8.22 as we remain standing. I started last week by talking about, you remember, right? So, we talked about two secrets to peace and contentment last week. Which two? Louder. You know, some are sounding as if, you know, chorus answer is very sweet. <laughs> because nobody really knows what you are saying. <laughs> Hallelujah. What did we talk about? Again. Your place in God. Number two. Okay. And I said the third one. What did I say the third one would be? Thank you. Times and season. Let's read Genesis 8.22. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Why the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest, cold and eat, summer and winter. We don't have that in Nigeria. And day and night shall not cease. These were the first words that God spoke after the flood. Why the earth remains? Question one, how's this morning? Is the earth still remaining? We don't know what will happen when we get to heaven. The kind of principle that will function by. But the Bible says on the face of the earth, as long as there are human beings on earth, there is a sovereign declaration of the Almighty that seed time, harvests, cold, and eat, summer, and winter, day in other words, on earth, it will be seasonal forever. When you don't know this, you cannot have peace and contentment. There are trees that shed their leaves when it is hot and regain it back later. The tree will feel like a loser except it has come to understand that there are seasons. Did you get what I just said now? Human beings also, so the Bible says, because man knoweth not his time, his mysteries are great upon him. Mystery. Ecclesiastes says that. Where is Ecclesiastes? I just remember that one now. Because man knoweth not. Why? To every purpose. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 says, to every purpose, to everything, to everything, there is a season. That alone is a message. To everything, there is a season. And then he said, and a time to every purpose under heaven. No matter how noble, how wonderful, how awesome the purpose is, it has a time limit and a time frame. Now, Verse 2. The Bible says, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant, a time to plant, and so on. Go to verse 4. A time to weep, a time to laugh. 
A time to mourn, a time to dance. Verse 5. A time to cast away. Verse 6. A time to get and a time to lose. And that doesn't sound too good. Losing. <laughs> Verse 7. Now, 10. I have seen the travail which God had given to sons of men to be exercised in it. He had made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he has set eternity in the earth so that no man knoweth it. Mm. Hallelujah. I want a place where they says that because man knoweth not his time, his misery is great upon him. It's not part of my but I just feel like if you, if you find it, what, 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 what chapter of us? Ecclesiastes 9 12. 9 6 or are you saying 9 6 or 9 12? 9 9 12. For man knoweth not his time as the fish that are taken. No, there is one that says that 8 6. Yes. Give me 8 6. Thank you. Because to every purpose there is time and judgment, therefore the mystery of man is great upon him. Mm. He's saying that this is the reason for sorrow. Because there is, to every purpose, there is time and judgment. Right judgment. Ability to interpret correctly the situation. He said because life is designed that way. And some don't know. So the mystery of man, the pain of man, the doom of man is great upon him. Hallelujah. God bless you. you. Can have your seat. Thank you, choir. You know, the Bible said the race is not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong. Bread not to the wise. That's 9-11. He said, then I returned and I saw. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance. That is why people say life is not fear. For many, it is true. Because you will expect the fastest to win the race, but the Bible says it's not so. Favor is not to the skillful. It said time and chance. And what people fight with many times, when they are angry about life, when they complain, is that they fight time and chance. But you can fight it. You can't. Before we talk about season, it's important to let everybody know. Life is also in stages. And the only, st- the, 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 the only thing that the growth, the only growth that is automatic is the physical growth. Every other growth, you have to be intentional about it. Stages of life are divided. Generally speaking, I heard it from a man, from many people anyway, about the fact that you have childhood stage. Apostle John was talking about it. He said, I write unto you little children. I write unto you young men. I write unto you elders. You have childhood stage. Stage one. You have adulthood stage. Stage two. Then you have elders. Stage three. When you are a child, you learn. When you're an adult, you live. When you are an elder, legacy. That is when you are helping others. So, a time of being a, a, the childhood period 
It's a period of accumulating knowledge. Adulthood is a period of using the knowledge. When you become an elder, you are helping others with your knowledge. They don't get that. These three phases are in life. Now, they have nothing to do with physical age. These three stages. Listen. A child complains. Murmurs. Have you taken a young child out before? It's going to question you about everything. When you see people who talk anyhow, they can be 50, but their children talk anyhow. You can be beside the president of a nation and your son that is two, three, can ask that why is the president's stomach very big? How many times parents here will realize, many times you cover their mouth. You use eyes to talk to them, you don't talk like that because they say things as they see it. If we are here now and a child wants to cry, it does not matter who is talking, he will cry. So you run out because you are, uh, you don't like what is going on. But he doesn't care. If the president of the old world is talking, he's going to cry. To him, I won't be skit. And you better give him or there will be pandemonium. <laughs> there are attributes of children that you still see in adults. Lack of self-restraint. Murmuring and complaining. When you see people who complain, they can be 70 years, 40, 30, the person is still a child. And when you see people who talk anyhow, just speak anyhow, then you are seeing a child. Now, I am saying that when a believer does not understand these stages, we are going to move to season very soon, you are going to have a serious problem. The map of your life is revealed by the word of God, but it's in your hearts. If you don't know where you are on the map of your life, it will bring a life of sorrow and murmuring and complaining. Because to every purpose, there is time. To everything, there is season. Hallelujah. There will be a season when many things are happening in your life. And it's not today. We can actually talk about how to keep harvest season for a long time. Almost forever. Because there is a scripture that says that the sun shall no, your sun shall no longer go down. So you can actually function beyond what is normal. Maybe I will talk a bit about that second service. Because what I really want to say is the fact that I'll talk about that second service. There are two laws that when you know them, they can actually circumvent events for you. But those two laws, a part of it depends on you, a part of it depends on God's sovereignty. Otherwise, now there is a saying, and I will, that's what I want to get to second, that's the end of what I'm saying, sharing. People say treat everybody equally, and I wrote on Facebook on that, it is an illusion, it's a deception, and it is hypocrisy. People say it when they are at the receiving end, so there is a group ushering or there is a group of speakers and only two people are speaking everywhere. Then the rest will say that everybody should be equal, equally treated. Is it true that can people be treated equally? Before you say so, think very well. Can everybody enter your bedroom? You are saying everybody should be treated equally. Why are you paying your children's school fees and not paying that of your neighbor? Equal treatment means you give everybody what you give somebody. 
Everybody should be treated fairly, but you can't treat everybody equally. You cannot greet a gate man the way you greet the MD. Let's be honest. I cannot see four boys and bow to greet them. When I see a 70 year old man, I can prostrate. You can't treat everybody equally. I cannot greet somebody that is 11 years old the same way I greet somebody that is 80 years old. Let's be honest. It's impossible to treat everybody equally. You cannot get to the door of a company and stand before the uh, uh, gate man the way you will say sir to the owner of the company. Be honest. Is that true? You can't treat all women in town the way you treat your mother. When people think twice, they will not say some things they say. But these are emotional statements that people say when they are not getting what they want to get. Listen. The clearest example I can give is to say, let me use choir and use pastors, for instance. When we were seven in this church, nine, ten, some of these people were here. They have occupied a place that is difficult. We might have many more pastors. But you say you can't take their place. If they were not around that time, you wouldn't probably be here. Did you get that? There was a time we had no equipment at all. As people were singing that time. You see, when people get to a place, you have to understand there is a season to learn. I'm going to show you something. When I, because of the peculiarity of this message, I am trying to use a lot of illustrations. Because people are not sad because of Satan most times. The greatest problem of believers is interaction with other Christians. People have been betrayed by other people. Jesus based most of his teachings on man-to-man relationship. But this is where problems are coming from. When you see somebody that is sad, somebody that has broken your heart, it's always an interaction with fellow man. And the reason why we have those heartaches is that we don't understand the principles that govern how to interact with people. Are you, are you with me? Praise the Lord. Blessed is that Christian who has mastered how to interact with other people. So understand that. So there are, uh, give me Luke 180. Luke chapter 1 verse 80. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Luke 180. And the child grew and was strong in spirit. And he was in desert till the day of his showing unto Israel. There will be a day of your manifestation, but it will be preceded by days of your wilderness. If when you are supposed to be hiding, you appear, it's an indecent exposure. It might destroy you. Because to every purpose, God is working out something. There will be a time it will be your turn that the limelight is on you. I can count gospel singers who were popular and we did not know Nathan Ebassi. This is why those who understand this, there is peace. You know what God is about to do in your life. You know that you are the next person who is going to launch. You will find it very easy to celebrate those who have been launched already. Because time and chance. When you go to a group and you begin to complain that they are not giving you an opportunity, it's an indication that you don't understand this message. Anytime we do Bible study, it's only Pastor Abel, Pastor Abel, when it's going to be my turn. Part two, I will show you what you can do on your own. But first of all, you have to understand time and season. 
It was in the desert. It was strong in the spirit. But even though the anointing was upon him, there was a season in his life that he must be confined to the wilderness. There are lessons to learn in wilderness. Hallelujah. You see, when your learning period has come to an end, no one can stop you. Are you with me? Hallelujah. I have seen where a preacher entered a place and called an unknown person and gave him a microphone and said, say something. And that one said something and um, Pastor Tunde Bakari was in Aguda, close to us here in his church. Maurice Cerullo had planned, no sorry, Lester Somra, Archbishop Benson in Daosa and some other top men of God in Nigeria, I tried to invite Lester Somra to come and preach in Nigeria. He said no. He just kept saying he was the most popular, one of the most popular in America at that time. And then he was in the Philippines. Lester Somra was such a huge man of God. The one, if I read the story of a man that Satan came to his room when he was in the remote area and he just woke up, he saw the old room scattered, he saw a dark creature, and he told the creature that get out in Jesus' name. And the devil left. Then he looked at the house. Uh-uh, everything is scattered. In Jesus' name, come back. Rearrange everything. When they say, then you can go. That was Lester Stromer. He was such an apostle with an, the man that said for 60 years, not even Eddie Cocoon. A man with supernatural. Because of it, the enormity of the anointing on him, every man of God wanted him to come to Nigeria, but he refused. One day, he just woke up and he said that it's time to go to Nigeria. And somebody, one of his staff, just mentioned. I don't know what that one came to do in Nigeria that time. An unknown person. And it was Pastor guy that just helped him to do one or two things. And he said, I know one guy, they call him Tunde, Tunde, in Nigeria. And someone said, that name sounds like what I've been hearing in the spirit. That's where I'm going to. Pastor Wagner said, the first time he saw Lesasoma was in their company, Lateran. A whole Lesasoma came down. And he said, they said, you are today back here. I'm here in Nigeria. And that was it. Lesasoma asked Pastor Bakari. He wanted to do a conference in Nigeria. He just said, you take opening prayer. And Pastor Bakari shared five minutes and led the prayer. He got about 200 invitations from churches abroad. Five minutes opening prayer. Do you know someone else will say that? Mofe, preach. Ah, Lester, somebody is coming to town. There are real love pastors there. Let me preach. That's how you will preach and preach yourself out of God's purpose. They told him, lead prayer. That was enough. See, when this thing is working, <laughs> they can just tell you to take one solo, one solo. The next thing, and the experience you are there. Here you are there from one solo. Then you'll be able to tell, even you can tell that this is God. At that, at that level, you can't beg any man because no man opened the door for you. God opened it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You heard one person attended. This said, Pastor Esco kept him. Severally, Pastor Nathaniel wanted to go and sing at the Holy Ghost service in camp. Pastor Esco will tell that, sit down here. Pastor Esco will carry people from church. They will go to camp. He will, t- will tell Nathaniel that the remaining people in the church who will come for sign. You know, during the convention, everybody will go to camp. But some people will not be able to go. So the church will be very scanty. He will tell Nathaniel that, so you take care of those who will be in church and sing to them. But he continued. But you see what has happened now. There is no height without depth. So build a skyscraper, you have to go deeper. When you see people struggling, that is my turn, it's my turn. It means it's not your turn. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? This, uh, this is happening in offices and this is the reason why people are angry, leaving church, leaving places and complaining. And they complain. I have no regard for complainers. I know what we, you, 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 you find problem with the way everything is being done. And those who do that are the most difficult to correct. Who point out the wrongs of others? When they are wrong, they don't admit it. It is important that we understand this. It was in the wilderness until the day God has set a time of his manifestation. What do you do at this period? I'm going to tell you two things. Second service. So, when this over, just watch. I just want to say this time that there are times. So, seasons. There is harvest time. Mm. You know, I've said this before. I think two years ago, I shared along this line in this church. You can be in your planting season and be working under somebody who is in his harvest season. You should know what makes people sad. So, they employ you in this office. You agree that they will pay you 100000 you share testimony and you were rejoicing when you got the offer letter. All of a sudden, you notice that your boss will travel abroad and that even his PA is collecting 500000 Now, the boss spends anyhow. He enter, enters first class and then he goes. Then you consider, maybe you are in charge of the record. You consider your salary, the fraction of your salary to how much the boss is spending. Now, you are no longer happy. There is an agreement of 100K that is keeping. What is getting you angry now is that your eyes are on some other things. The question is this. Your boss might be in this harvest season. You are in your sowing season. Keep your eyes on where you are. Otherwise, you begin to complain. The same letter that you receive with joy, now you are angry. As you are going to office, your heart is cursing everybody. That's all you do from morning to night. Any small thing, they say, give you a mail to respond to the mail. You first eat seven times. You hit seven times. <laughs> then you respond. You send it back. They have not reduced your salary. But you are looking at someone's harvest. God might have planned that you will be in that office for six years. After that, your harvest opens up. It's happened to Jacob. There is always, you, the Bible, God was the one. Some statements were said by uh, prophets in the Bible. This one came from the Almighty God. Why the earth remain? Seed, time, and harvest. It also means that if you pass through sowing season, harvest is inevitable. Your harvest will come. It's inevitable. You know, I've said this to young people before. There are times to help those who are married to take care of their home. You visit a married person. It might even be your mate or somebody that you are just a little younger than. And you are helping them take care of their children. You help them to fix their kitchen. You are living with them. It's a sowing season. And this, is, this cycle goes on forever. You, you might be harvesting what you have sown before. And you are still sowing again, even though there is harvest. Did you get that? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When we understand this, it gives you peace. It gives you so much peace. You know what you are doing in secret and now you are following God. The result is yet to show fully, but you have peace and contentment because you understand that this is the season of my being in the wilderness. 
It's my season. I remember when I was very, very, when I was in university, I used to go to Christ's embassy as in, for their programs. I wasn't a member, but I used to go for their program. And I would see Joe Praise backing up for Sinat for many years. There was a day, Joe Praise took his song, and Pastor Chris came out, and he said, I feel like giving Joe Praise a million. How many people want to join me? I think from what I got, almost 100 people came out that day, 100 million in one day. That was when Naira was equal to $100. $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100,
And when he played, he was playing. So now the, the respect went out. Also, you can play keyboard. So they added to his salary and he was playing, playing keyboard for, the, for about six months. So full God wanted to have a program one day. And the guest minister was not coming on time. So the same thing, the chairman got up and said that, ah, let's wait outside. He said, he doesn't know the venue. And all of them were going outside. Only visitors were in. So he said, Mr. Keyboard is come. Just lead prayer while we wait outside to see when the minister will. And then he came up. And he shared so much, the audience began to shout. So the chairman came in and said, ah, so you can preach. They were speechless by the time he finished. And he went back to sit down. So the man said, well, I didn't hear part of the message, but I saw the people shout at you when you're preaching. He said, so next, where is this service? You are the one preaching. When they finished preaching, they gave him an uranium. They said, God, you know what they did? They called him to the office and said that now there is a program and you are the guest speaker, the keyboardist. So they printed flyer and put his picture there. That was how he started his ministry in Abeokuta. It was then now told them that God actually asked him to come to the city. He said, but he said, if it is God, it will show. When we know we are doing things for God, we don't even rush. If it is God, it will show. Do you know how many times God has tried me on this matter? I have gone for meetings before on my way to the... Well, I sat in my... Somebody just said, ah, we are having this program, but they invited me just to attend, not to preach. And I will seem to be hearing that you are going to preach and I'm missing, and the Lord will give me a powerful message for the program, and I'll get to the program, I will see that nobody will come until the program will end. And the only thing will be checking whether you will go and tap them and say that, excuse me. <laughs> there is a message. It happened to me many years, especially at the beginning of this church, in university several times. And then they will call somebody on sincerely, and I don't say this spitefully, the person will teach not up to one third of what you know. And you'll be boiling inside that if they give me that mic. But they are not, it might be the service season. And I'll go home and that message will die inside you. One day, there was a meeting. And the pastor actually said, maybe you might be sure that I don't. I just want all of you to come. And the message started coming. I almost told the Holy that don't tell me anything. That's how you get there. And they won't call me. And then, so it's better. Let me not have a message. At least I won't get there if I don't have a message. It happened severally. See, great, people that you see who are standing are men of great stories. This is a season you must pass through. It is true. But I'm going to show you second service what defies this law. This is a law. God said it. But there is something that can actually circumvent this law. Another law. Because one law can be suspended by another law. Law of gravity says you must come down. But the law of lift says that you must go up. That's how you enter a plane and it doesn't come down. There's a higher law. When I we pilot, I, I like asking Captain uh, Obey. When we're inside, I was asking a lot of questions. The first time I was going to America, many years back, and I saw that the pilot came out of where he was and he was gisting with the air hostess. <laughs> I put my, I was reading my Bible on my tab. I put it down. <laughs> I was like, hey, Jesus Christ. You know, I was just wondering that. Ah, you know, I was much younger. I was wondering, ah. What is this guy doing? If a plane is coming to hit our plane, <laughs> and you are drinking coffee and talking with that sound, we just hear ghosts. <laughs> the guy talked, of course, I was too young to talk. 
Man, the guy, the guy talked, 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 talk. then he went back in. He didn't want to continue, there might, might have been two pilots. But then I was wondering, this is the main battle, and he's talking outside. Uh, you know, my mind was on Lagos traffic. So if a car is, if <laughs> another airplane is coming, you will dodge. <laughs> but the guy that should dodge, he's here and taking coffee. My mind was saying that you might just hear Gua. Then later I learned that, you know, it's autopilots. They set it there. Then I asked the pilot later, I said, when you are there, you see nothing. The windows are just for decoration. You see nothing. You depend only on instruments. All true. When he told me, I told a friend, he said, don't tell me again, otherwise I'll be afraid of traveling. He said, so they don't see anything. I said, they don't see. He said, so we are the master of history. I said, yeah, they don't see anything. Ah, he said, please, I'm about to travel. Don't tell me, don't tell me. Tell me another time. Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> Hallelujah. All you see is on the screen. It's not the window that you use. It, 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 it's interesting, actually. Are you with me? I just want to leave us with this this morning. Glory to God. The moment you have peace and contentment by the virtue of recognizing the season you are in, it will give you so much joy. They might bring in somebody to the office and he becomes a shining star. The boss seems to like him. They seem to prefer him more than don't complain, don't worry. He's in a season different from yours. When your time comes, you go up. Yes. Hallelujah. And when the time is up, it will be so obvious that God is working out something. This is very, very powerful. In the house of God, no need for conflicts. In offices where you have believers, no need for conflict. Among siblings, some things are set permanently by God. If you are the third born of your family, you can never become firstborn. The order is set. And I'll talk more about that. Second, there are things that are set. When it comes to seasons, you cannot make a child that is three to grow into nine without passing through four, five, six. Is that right? So you can't skip some things. You can skip something, but you cannot skip some things. It is true. I want to stop here. Remember where we started from, why the art remains. If you are in harvest season, you have to be very careful. People don't miss it. People hardly. Some fall when they are in their wilderness period. Some fall only when they get to promised land. As they are about to get to promised land, God started warning this. So I said, when you eat and you are full, your soul can forget God. And it's happening to many foreign nations. When you kick God out of your system because of too much comforts and abuse Africa as people who pray, pray about anything. And I saw of our brethren, they travel about and start saying the same thing. They pray in Nigeria about everything. Even if in, in America, I will still pray about everything. That I am talking to my Heavenly Father is none of your business. That's how arrogant we say. People just start making statements. Hey, everything, everything is not prayer. Everything is. Well, I might not pray to wear my shirt, but you don't even know what I'm telling God. These nations were built on God's law and values. And God is out. My brother still went to the suburb in Canada. Somewhere. And the daughters wanted to have an operation. They joined their hands together and they all prayed. 
That was what Canada was built upon. Now they have laws. Bestiality is not allowed there. People receive, it has always been God's problem with mankind. In the moment of people's comfort, they kick out God. It's common. Some people could pray before they had DSTV. Some used to wake up to pray, but now you have three hours power in your room. And your sleep is also times three now. Somehow when there is comfort at times, now you are married, now everything is fine. Now your friends have changed. Now you now go also for clubbing in and then where your staff, your people in your office are, you did not know before. So now life has changed, you know. Now you go to America, you go to UK, you go to Canada, now you drink red wine, you know, you just said, I say, the alcohol is just 9%. I'm not saying it's wrong to do, I'm just saying that you were not doing it for why are you doing it now. Since so said there's no new semester that says that you know, the Bible talks about drinking in excess. Even though personally I don't like, I don't, it grieves me when I see believers doing it, but I am not God. I can only say what is in the Bible, not what I think. My opinion is irrelevant. The Bible forbids excess drinking. But the question is, why do you want to do it? So now things are changing. Now your, your language is changing and everything, you know, just have to understand, you know, when you are in some meetings, you just have to, yeah, comfort. See, it is why at times when God delays people's blessing or prosperity, it's an act of mercy. Because it can be the reason why they will lose their soul. Yeah. At times, the reason why some people are not committing adultery and fornication is because they are broke. When they have money, they can fly to Paris today and New York tomorrow and everything. Everything will change. Then when nobody sees them and they are in uh, somewhere in Switzerland, then they can. And I have seen believers that we all pray together in school who are doing this now. They have become philosophers now. Guys that we will all fast for 30 days, morning to 5 o'clock every day. I now make some of them, I know them now. They, this day they are for Christianity now. Comfort. Comfort. Once in a while something happens, they wake up. Like when 9-11 happened, I saw Clinton, all of them, they went to church to pray. When something happened, like they remember God. But it's a comfort as a way, comes back again. They show Clinton is one of them crying in church and praying. The next one happened when Michael Jackson died. I remember when the pastor said the king of pop has gone to meet the king of kings and he slammed the coffee. I remember, I, I said it to the cop. I remember now the king was outside the church. He said it. He said for the first time he considered eternity, he was shaking. But they will go back to CNN and say that there's no God. You know, it has a way of. I saw Mary J. Blair, I saw all of them there, the basketball, all of them at the bed of Michael Jackson. They were all praying. All of them. When the pastor was preaching, some of them were crying. It will cause somebody so a pop star so we can die, so we'll die one day. Comfort can be so real. Best of medicine that you think you will not die. There's something that puts one to cause with that combo. There's an end to all these things. It won't be like this forever. This is why older people are always very humble. They've seen life. They've seen friends rise and fall. Ask grandpas and they will tell you. This are even when you are most of our grandpas and you see that when you take children to parents, they are more linear, more merciful. Yeah, you are more, you discipline more. But parents, uh, grandparents, right, they tend to tolerate anything. They've seen life at the highest level. They've discovered. When John saw it, he said, little children, right, so don't sin. Even if you sin, you have an advocate. That was what John wrote in the epistle. They've seen things. John saw how every apostle died and he was the only one remaining. He said, I write to little children. He just found that, see, at that level, you take life easy. You've seen the rise of many and the fall. You've seen things. Probably you've seen how death came for you also and God saved you. You just know that, look, outside God's mercy, there is nothing. When Solomon got there, he said, of making too many books, there is no end. When he read, read, he said, vanity upon vanity, all is 
vanity. Let's rise. Is someone blessed this morning? Can we bow our heads and just pray? Just ask Heavenly Father to help you recognize the season that you are and to grant you grace to walk in it. In the name of Jesus Christ. You've got times and season in your hand. You call for light out of darkness. You don't need no man. You've got times and seasons in your hand. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There is always something to learn in every season. He said he tested in the wilderness, he humbled you, so that you can know that man shall not live by bread alone. Once you master the lesson, you are promoted to another season. It is true. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. You will walk in his mercy. You will walk in his grace. You will walk in his blessings. You will walk in his favor. In the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for revelation. That you might know what God is doing in your life. I pray that you recognize what the spirit of God is working out in your life. Wherever you are, whatever level you are. I pray that the Lord will help you recognize his hand in your life. Oh, I want to pray one very important prayer. May you discover the hidden gift in your heart. Sometimes everything outside is shut down so that you can recognize what is inside you. I pray that your eyes will be open. That which makes for your peace. That which launches you into this generation. That which came down with you from above that no man can tamper with. That which is with you that the word is waiting for. May it manifest. In the name of Jesus Christ. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name. Give God praise. Just bless the name of the Lord. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.